Today's episode is all about repurposing content and content creation. I had a question come in from someone who was in SEO school and I wanted to address it here. So let's dive in to all things content, repurposing, and creation. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you'll get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business, and more. From SEO, websites, and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting, I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Many of you are familiar with the name, of course, because all I do is talk about them. But if it's new to you, Jane is a HIPAA compliant all-in-one practice management software and the sponsor of the Up In My Business podcast. The team at Jane knows that your time is valuable and they've designed online intake forms to help you reduce admin work and so that you can take back your treatment time. Whether you need to collect patient or client data, insurance policy information, health history, or consents, Jane's online intake forms offer a safe and secure way to gather everything you need before your patients even walk through the door. You can also collect payment details securely through your intake form via Jane's PCI compliant payment solution, saving your patients time at checkout and a ton of time for you as well. It is the absolute best feature. To learn more about how Jane's intake forms can help you and your practice, head to jane.app slash guide to book a one-on-one demo with a member of the Jane team. If you're ready to get started, you can use the code LEX1MO, again, that's LEX1MO at the time of sign up to get a one month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business. I am Lex Lancaster. If you are new here, welcome. If you are a returning podcast listener, thank you so much for coming back. Today, we are going to talk all about content repurposing and content creation in general, as far as it relates to using content over again and actually being able to exactly what I'm saying, repurpose it for other things and just continually creating content. So we'll dive in. It won't be that long of an episode because realistically, um, it's pretty simple as far as this goes. But as always, we're going to start off with with business updates and personal updates. Realistically, this, this week I have business and personal updates, but they're kind of the same. Uh, personal last week was full of um, Lextramind prep. So Shantae and I, <clears throat> excuse me, Shantae and I hosted our live event for Lextramind, which is our nine-month small group program, and it is an intensive program for brick-and-mortar business owners who are looking to launch their first digital product, and it has been outstanding. Uh, We had an idea a little less than a year ago and planned it out, you know, It took a bit to plan it out because we weren't entirely sure how long we wanted it to be, what we wanted to cover, who who exactly we wanted it to be for, and we have nailed it. Like this is an amazing program, and everything is going so so well. And this group that is in it currently, a lot of them listen to this podcast, so you all already know. We kept telling them that they are just built different, and it's true. They get shit done. They 
ask what should they be doing now because they want to make sure they're always doing exactly what they need to do in order to keep progressing and the live event was nothing short of incredible watching the eight women who were in lecture mind both problem solve their own offers but then help each other problem solve their offers as well it was just exactly what we had envisioned when we planned out lecture mind and the live event because we knew that we needed to have a live event being in the room, the magic of being in the room, you cannot get that anywhere else. And we knew that we needed to have it. So to have it have happened and being able to look back on it, it's just, I'm so, so grateful. We had folks in from all over the country and we're just super thankful that they came and they brought their best um, energy and they helped each other out. They learned a ton and they walked away from this Um, experience with their offers lined out, their launch dates. It was just so, so good. So LectureMind is a nine-month program, so we only launch it once a year. If you're interested in joining LectureMind, I'll put the link to the waitlist in my show notes. If you're on the waitlist, it does not mean that you have to apply. It does not mean that you're committing yourself to being a part of our next cohort, but cohort two will launch this fall and we are going to keep the group small. We kept saying to each other, having eight people is so ideal and it was just, we we don't envision this being bigger. We want it to be small. We want the live event to be very much so um, strategic in a way where we can actually dive into people's businesses and we actually get to have one-on-one attention for everybody in the in the group like we really really want to keep it small so this is not me giving you some bullshit run around where we're going to actually take 15 so if you're not on the wait list the a might go fast we will only take eight people we talked about potentially taking 10 but realistically we love the venue so much and eight is the maximum that we can have in that room and we just feel like that was fitting for our schedules so that we can have the most attention devoted to these people so Lextramind 2.0 will launch in the fall of 2024 and we'll start November likely just like we did for this group and we'll go for nine months and like I said like this this has been such a rewarding experience and I'm so grateful that I get to do this alongside Shante um, it is it is just it's it's unbeatable uh, just watching the transformation watching what we're helping others do and then watching these women build this online component of their business is just so rewarding. So I'm going to not talk about this more, but I because I could go on forever about how incredible this group is and how they just do all of the things and honestly how they are built different. Um, but that's the long and the short is this group is amazing. We love this program. We love running this program and we are so committed to giving our 110% to this group and any other future lecture mind groups. So that's really the biggest update that I have for you because last week was really devoted toward yes, coaching calls, yes, some client work, but also it was devoted to getting lecture mind prep finished and making sure that the live event went smoothly. And that was Thursday and Friday. This weekend, we played some volleyball, Um, but yeah, it was fun. We finally got back out, and this morning, it's Sunday, so this morning when we were playing volleyball, it was cold, quote unquote. Uh, It's really just your feet, so the sand is really cold. 
with two pairs of socks on, my toes were still frozen until like 8.30. Mind you, we get out there at 6.45. And then finally, it got to be really sunny, really nice outside. And it ended up being a great day. And it was warm. So really can't complain. I'm outside. I actually walked barefoot because I forgot my Birkenstocks to go walking afterwards. So I walked barefoot on the strand. And I just can't complain about the fact that I'm walking barefoot on the strand looking at the beach on January 14th. And I know that on the East Coast, where I am from, they were hit with a lot of snow um, and storms and wind and all the things this weekend. So I know that I I don't want to complain. I'm not trying to complain about that. I'm super, super grateful. And, you know, as an aside, the live event was here. So being able to show others that this environment and bringing them here into the place we love, just it's unbeatable. So that's really all I have for you for updates. I could go on about some other business stuff that I'm doing etc. But I will save it for next week. I want to really dive into this episode because I want to keep it short. I received a uh, feedback on my Instagram post about the podcast. So I did change the artwork. I did change the um, episode art and the actual podcast art. And I received feedback on the post that I posted just saying, I like the short digestible episodes. And someone else had DM'd me that. And I have received DMs over the last, you know, however long the podcast has been going, the last 12 months-ish about that. So I'm keeping it that way. So we're we're almost to about 10 minutes in. So I will start diving into the content now. And then, like I said, trying to wrap it up quickly. I received a question on Instagram, not on Instagram. I received a question on Facebook. It is actually the SEO school Facebook group. And this person is so committed to doing all the things she needs to do SEO wise. And I received a question from her about essentially repurposing content, right? So when we repurpose content, essentially all that means is doing content creation once, right? And then using that content elsewhere. So as she asked the question, she basically was saying, how do you stay committed to being a content creator and creating content? And I think the long and the short is it's hard to create new content all the time and it's exhausting. And also, how do we balance? I have new content on my website. Where do I do or where can I, where else can I use it? I created it. So can I use it elsewhere? So I'm going to give you the long and the short. When when we create content, whatever it is, a blog post, I'm going to start with a blog post. We're creating content to give people solutions. A typical blog post has to be more than 500 words, and it usually includes more than one topic. So if we start by creating a blog post, we can then take that blog post and break it down into five different components, let's just say, and then create five different Instagram posts. So if you're creating blogs, an ideal situation or something that you could aim to do is to actually take the outline of your blog and make Instagram posts for each section of that blog. Because if you are providing solutions and you're being a solution-based writer, you will have enough content to do that. Now, if you're someone who is creating Instagram posts, if you have five posts about knee pain, then you can create a blog post all about knee pain. So you can start with Instagram and then go to your blog. 
So that's just one way to repurpose content. And when we think about repurposing repurposing content, it is also understandable that everything doesn't always have to be new, right? So if you have a ton of Instagram content that you've been creating for God knows how long, you can pull that over to your website. I don't recommend just pulling single Instagram posts over and making blogs because they're not long enough. They're not ideal length. So like I said, pairing together the ones that are similar and then creating one blog post out of those Instagram posts. We also want to, to understand this is... I don't want to say it's your job because some people are not online business owners, but when we create content, we're building trust. So ideally, if we just keep creating content, we will keep building trust. So I think the goal and the outcome is really good, right? So if we look at it with through a lens of I'm creating this content in order to build more trust, it's better than just being like, I'm going to create this content. So hopefully I get found on Google if we're thinking SEO right? It's easier to write when you know that you're making a difference rather than just throwing it out into the ether. So just flipping your mindset around that in general. Now, repurposing content. Excuse me. When we repurpose content, we also have to understand that some content has to look different when we show it in different areas. For instance, if I were to take my Instagram post, my Instagram post will likely look different as a blog. I will probably write a little bit differently. I will tie things together differently. I might use a different video. I might add a video. If I take an Instagram post and put it on YouTube, it also can look different and I will likely have a different caption, different calls to action, what have you. So actually tailoring the thing to the platform that we are actually trying to be on. So if we just take, and this is where copy and paste becomes a not a non-recommended thing to do. Copying and pasting from platform to platform, ideally, you don't do that because people are on different platforms for different reasons. We know that people are on YouTube to watch a video. They're not there to read a caption. So you have to take whatever you're filming for Instagram and make it fit YouTube by not needing a caption, right? If you're on Instagram, typically people are there to scroll, They're not there to be educated for five minutes. That's built for YouTube. For a blog, people will read. Don't get me wrong. Reading is great. Long content is great. It's more ideal, if you will, to write a long form piece of content as a blog and then break that up into Instagram posts because we know that you can't take one blog post and make one Instagram post about it. It's too much content as long as you are doing the work and making your blog post a good length, if you will. So in order to understand, you know, how can I stay committed to content? For me, I would just say that we should approach it in a different lens and put it in a different lens and say, I'm doing this in order to build trust. That then makes it feel more fulfilling than just publishing content to potentially be found by Google, right? Now, the other thing is things don't always have to be new. So if you have existing content, you can edit that content. You can make it better. You can make it longer. You can add more videos. You can add more um, a PDF to it, what have you. So content doesn't always have to be brand new. We can actually elaborate on old content. So we don't always need to create new stuff. Lastly, I oftentimes people will repurpose their newsletters for blog posts. So if you're someone who is already writing to your newsletter, your email newsletter, you can also rethink 
okay, awesome. I have this long form content that I'm already sending out to people. How can I use that on my blog? And then of course, we're going to edit that content to sound better as a blog than it will as a newsletter, right? We can't reference specific days. We can't reference other things in the newsletter. It has to stand alone. So reusing content in a way that makes sense and fits the platform that it's going on and understanding that it doesn't always have to be new and to set the mindset, set your mindset around the content creation process to be, I'm building trust and how can I best do that? Answer as many questions as you can, write a lot about a little. And that's the thing. And we're never, I always feel like people constantly need to be reminded that you can never talk too much about the thing that you do. So if you do pelvic health and every single post that you put, you post 10 blog posts on pelvic health, different options and different things within pelvic health, that's not too many. In fact, that's actually in my mind too little. There are way more topics than just 10 things within pelvic health. I can write three different blogs on prolapse if I really wanted to. So just understanding that writing a lot about a little is a really, really good thing and let's embrace it. You're not repeating yourself. Link those blogs together. If you write three blogs blogs about prolapse, link all of those prolapse blogs together. Oh, check out this other post I did. Check out this other post I did. Go check out this thing that I did. And just understanding that the more that you can write about one singular topic or one topic bucket, the more opportunities you are giving someone who is finding you ways to not only trust you, but also get solutions from you and therefore reach out to you when they need help with their problem. I think if any of us saw one post on someone's website about prolapse, we would be like, but do they really know how to treat prolapse? Do they really understand? Right? So giving them more opportunities, even if it's the same post that we've already done and adding new concepts or talking about something different as it relates to lifting versus, you know, birth, right? Just having that simple switch can give us more content to talk about the same topic. And when you are prolific about one topic, someone has the ability to trust you about that topic. You are going to be the person that they see, the person they reach out to when they have issues or when they want to know more about that thing. Become a binge-worthy source. Write a lot about a little. You are not repeating yourself once is never, as Shantae would say. Speak prolifically about the topics that you're interested in and the things that you do within your business. And that's it. That's that's all we need to do. And whether you're repurposing content, making new content, understand that we need the reframe of we're doing this to build trust instead of just throwing it into the ether. And you can never write too much about one topic, write a lot about a little, and also know that when we repurpose content, we have to make it sense. We have to make it make sense for the platform that we're putting on, putting it on. YouTube posts, YouTube videos are going to look different than an Instagram post. A blog post is going to look different than a newsletter. My throat is so dry. (laughs) I'm going to take a drink. I told you, I didn't use to drink during my podcast episodes and now the heat runs and my throat gets so dry when I talk. 
And Heather McMahon was like, I need a water break. And she like slurped out of her water bottle. I said this in last week's episode and now I've just embraced it. I'll take a, I'll take a drink break if I need one. Um, but that's all I have for you. Realistically, I told you I'd keep it short and that's realistically the only thing that we need to talk about as far as content creation, staying committed to it, answering all the questions, writing a lot about a little, changing our mindset and reusing things in a smart way. So if you have questions about that, please let me know. And otherwise, thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next week.